0: This is Redefine Defiance, brought to you by Great Harvest Farms, featuring Dr. Sean Beatty and Pastor Scott Hindman. If the state of the modern world has made you somewhat cynical and pessimistic, if you feel a growing sense of futility and hopelessness, or you just want to be entertained by two dorks for the next hour, it's time to Redefine Defiance. How dare you! Am I in the matrix? God is here! You're God here. is here! Sure you did?
1: Man,
0: hey, Matt! Hey, <laughs> uh,
1: How we doing? How we doing? Yeah, my voice is going out right now. Redefined
0: defiance with Pastor uh, Sean and Pastor Scott. Brought to you by Great Harvest Farms and uh, Clovis Hills Community Church. And man, um, glad to be back. Yeah, your voice has sounded better. My man. voice is back. Yeah. Man. Holy cow! I it was gone for like six or seven days. <laughs> what? It was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. So, so then in the midst Uh. of um, us, God, let's see. We recorded. We record normally on Mondays, so you guys know. So this is a Monday. Monday mornings. It airs on uh, 1680. The answer on Fridays, right? Right, right. right. And then
1: uh, we We have have a couple episodes in the can. It's a. They don't always come out that Monday, so yeah, yeah. you could be listening to us a couple weeks from now. So then the podcast
0: comes out whenever. I mean, yeah. it just depends on the producer and yeah. and whatnot. And um, in in this moment, I am the producer, but we have one on retainer who's yes. coming, so that'll be good. And um, so so while we we're you know the next day, the day after we recorded last week, where yeah. we were bagging on Franklin Graham for oh,
1: man, <laughs> we love you, Franklin. Yes. We do love you, just shut up. Yeah, um, exactly. That still stands. The girl. great
0: one, the GOAT, Billy Graham, Billy went to Graham. be with the Lord. And he did. Dude, man.
1: I love Billy Graham. Yeah, who doesn't love Billy Graham? Yeah, I was... Um, e- even believers in our world, like the media, and all they all respected and loved Billy Graham.
0: Yeah, yeah. And anyone that's a hater of Billy Graham is either one, like, a super religious, pious... Um, Bad person Yeah <laughs> um, Or uh, they don't know or Billy Satanist. Graham Yeah yeah. Or, or or you know? Satanist, yeah or they don't know Billy Graham And they equate right. him with like Benny Hinn Or you know Someone right. like that so Which so is crazy Yeah yeah but. And well They just don't know any better And that, that's how, how it goes But once you know who he is You read about him You go Oh yeah. This guy's for real Right right Yeah so So
1: yeah Billy Graham went home to be with the Lord Bad R.I.P. Billy Graham uh, look forward to seeing you one day, brother. But uh, we lost a great one, absolute oh, legend. The, yeah. Um, the truth is,
0: no one on this planet has preached the gospel to more people in human history. Yes. Uh, more than the Apostle Paul, Jesus. Yes. I mean, just I mean, think about it. That
1: God picked a country boy from North Carolina. Right. Right. With and the reason why he preached more is he, he came of age in the, in the era of media. I mean, as TV and yeah, radio yeah. Was, was starting to take off, that's, you know, his ministry, the 50s, 60s, 70s. He just rode that wave.
0: Yeah, he embraced the newest technology in yeah. the day to present the gospel. And it
1: hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of people.
0: Yeah, it's something like an estimated 245 million people yeah. live heard the gospel from Billy Graham it's close to a billion after you know recordings radio shows television appearances like that's a crazy number so
1: so Billy Graham you know has just a reputation of you know not only was he the evangelist but he I mean he ministered to presidents
0: yeah he was the nation's pastor there's like every sitting president from
1: Eisenhower to Barack Obama really Yeah. yeah yeah And uh, I was at Saddleback Church this last weekend and listened to Rick Warren on Saturday night. You know, that was his mentor, one of his mentors. Sure. You know? It was Billy Graham and W.A. Criswall were yeah. Rick Warren's mentors. You know? If you don't know who
0: W.A. Criswall is, he was a famous Southern Baptist pastor in Texas. Yeah, day. first Baptist. Biggest church in the yeah. country. He was
1: actually, like W.A. Criswell pastored like one of the first mega churches. Yeah, before mega churches were big, you know, First Baptist was huge.
0: First Baptist Dallas had a bowling alley. I'm yeah, just gonna let you know they had a family center
1: <laughs> with a bowling alley. Yeah, crazy. So, <laughs> so anyways, he was, he was the OG of uh, of mega churches. But anyway, yeah. you know, he just you know Rick Warren kind of teared up you know when he was talking about Billy Graham and and how he had just spoken to him not long ago. Talked what he meant to him. You know, as a young evangelist, Billy Graham reached out to Rick Warren and they hung out, they met, and spoke spoke into Rick Warren saying you are gonna be a great evangelist. Uh, Can you imagine Billy Graham doing that to you? That's amazing. I don't know what I do. I don't know.
0: I know this. um, I was reading a uh, story that President George W. Bush told about um, it was when his father was in the White House and he was visiting with his family yeah. and they were having dinner yeah. and um, they actually were having a conversation about the Lord and Billy Graham wasn't there. Yeah. They were just talking about the Bible and George had really found his faith and was really growing in his faith. Yeah. He was talking to his mom and dad about it. And they began to talk about like, hey, what if, uh, what if someone has never heard of Jesus but they're very devout in their own religion? Uh-huh. You know, will they go to heaven? And they, they kind of debated it for a while and talked about it, and then Barbara Bush said, "Enough of this. I'm gonna get an answer." And he said it was one of the few times his his mom really took advantage of being the first lady of the <laughs> United States, and she grabbed the phone and called Billy Graham, Call Billy Graham. put him on conference right there yeah. at the dinner table, and asked him. And Billy said, "Well." Everything the Bible tells me is that salvation is through Christ alone. Yes. He goes, but it's not our job to play God and judge who goes to heaven or not. So it's really a mute point. But yeah. <laughs> so wow. that, that—that—that's just a cool there story. I feel right like, there. yeah, right and there. that's Billy's message: is that salvation is through Jesus, Exactly. and that yeah. you can have it if it's been offered to you, and you can have it if you want.
1: Yeah, it, yep. it's up to you. Absolutely. So there's uh so there's another cool story that you actually told me the day we were kind of mourning Billy Graham's death. You know, you told me about the Tim Keller story when Billy Graham went to, to the university. Oh, to yeah, teach. yeah, to so Gordon Cromwell's yeah. uh,
0: Theological Seminary. Tim Keller, uh, if you don't know who he is, you should. Um, <laughs> I've got a big man crush on him. I think Scott does too. A bunch of a bunch of pastors do. Um, so Tim Keller, before he was pastor of Redeemer Church in uh, Manhattan, he was a seminary professor at Gordon Conwell, and the um, word was Billy Graham was coming to speak at the chapel yeah. to the students and they, um, you know, he, kind of, he, he had really written off Billy Graham and kind of dissed him to the students and said, you know, he's a simpleton, he doesn't yeah. fully understand, you know, the, the, the depth of the gospel and it's, you know, it's kind of Christianity-like, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Which was a typical kind of like a criticism of Billy Graham. Correct. Right. Yeah. And it usually is a criticism of anyone who has a giant crowd. Right. And it was a criticism of Jesus as well, actually, believe it or not. So he was dissing Billy Graham. And then um, he goes, but obviously we all wanted to go and hear what he had to say because we were, you know, we were going to diss him afterwards too. And he goes, I was there, I was in the room. And when Billy Graham walked in the room, like there was just a force that moved into the room and it literally shook me. Wow. There was an anointing on the man that I just did not understand. He, he said, I never understood anointing yes. until I met Billy Graham. Wow. And then I realized, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh. And, you know, Tim Keller is not a guy to be uh, floored by anyone. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and he got up and preached the gospel to seminary students and he was blown away. He said, you know, actually the gospel is that simple. And it is that powerful. And he recognized
1: he recognized that there are just something who are
0: anointed. Yeah. And and he repented. He goes, I was wrong about that guy. Yeah. He told all his students I was dead wrong. That's an a man who's anointed by God set apart. Yeah. So, so, so don't mess with him. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so what about you? Like when was the first time you kind of heard <laughs> of Billy Graham? And what was your first experiences with, so with Billy know, Graham?
1: With uh you know, I grew up. I did grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't really know who, who Billy Graham is. But uh, anyway, a lot of lot of influences, man. Uh, when I once I got saved, that's when I actually heard of Billy Graham. I grew, up, I got saved at an old Southern Baptist church with an old stalwart Southern Baptist preacher, and so you know he was a huge fan of Billy. Graham. Yeah, he stole but, uh, all of Billy's methods. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he did the altar call was oh, yeah. exactly like Billy oh, yeah. did it, and all that kind of stuff. But. Uh, Coming back, uh, the next segment, I want to talk to you about one of the probably greatest contributions, Billy Graham made, and that's that little booklet, "Steps to Peace of God." Do oh, you remember yeah. that? No, it's
0: excellent. Yeah, man, it's excellent. so so cool. Anyway, hey,
1: this is great. This is redefined defiance, brought to you by Great Harvest Farms, Clovis Hills Community Church, and, and all other kinds of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> anything we deem to
0: sponsor us, even if they don't give us money. So, anyway, right. God bless you guys. We'll be back in a moment.
2: The highlight comes
0: Hey man. Hey, welcome back to Redefine Defiance. This is uh Pastor Sean, Pastor Scott. We are here. Brought to you by Great Harvest Farms and Clovis Hills Community Church. Hey, check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Send us a message. Tell us what you think of the show. Um, hate mail, encouragement, whatever you got. It's <laughs> all good. You got, man.
1: It's, it's we all got good.
0: So, you know, it, it, it's all it's all good. You know, we've been talking about Billy Graham, and I know um, we have
1: some other pastors, right? Yeah, we got a couple pastors here who uh, heard we were doing a tribute show here to uh, Pastor Billy Graham and uh, they wanted to weigh in so uh, who do we got up first man? Um, it's Pastor Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll, that's right Pastor Mark, come on man, hey Pastor Mark, there's uh, there, there's been some people, and we all know Billy Graham's great, but there's been some people who've kind of been bashing Billy Graham lately man, what do what you tell all the haters out there to Billy Graham? How dare you! <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Who in the hell do you think you oh, are? Oh yeah?
0: Who do
1: you think you are? Yeah, you can't be dissing <laughs> Billy Graham. <laughs> That's right, man. Right. Thank you, Mark, man. That couldn't have said it better myself, man. And we got, you know who else we got on the line? We got our old friend who's been part of the show since the beginning, Pastor Kearney Thomas. Pastor, what do you think about Billy Graham? Tell us Don't your you thoughts. Know that- <laughs> Get so concerned about you I guess he comes from God He does He does <laughs> man. Pastor Kearney You always You always have the right words to say man Anytime yeah. you're on our show man um, I think uh, Pastor Ho- Homer,
0: Homer Simpson wh- What do you think about The Billy Graham detractors outfit? You're
2: all nuts You son diddly yuck You're all nuts <laughs> God bless those pagans
1: Exactly uh,
0: Homer, Thank you yes, Homer
1: man. You, you are a wise Stop man Stop it Homer <laughs> There we go, okay. <laughs> Homer <laughs> was just very, very, you know, wanted to make his opinion. I'm so. a little
0: new on the soundboard, so anyways.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, getting back to Billy Graham, man, we talked about what he meant to me. You know, I brought up Steps to Peace with God, and what, if you don't know what Steps to Peace with God is, it's a little gospel track. And when I first became a Christian, this is why it means so much to me, when I first became a Christian, uh, I my one of my first discipleship, you know, trainings was to memorize steps to peace with god and when you did that you memorized all kinds of scripture and what was genius about steps to peace with god was uh you know the four spiritual laws was out there that's another gospel track bill Uh bright yeah oh yeah 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 i had to
0: i had to memorize yeah Yeah. verbatim the four spiritual laws every verse every little word in the whole track
1: exactly man and so that, and that's a great track it was a little bit wordy it steps to piece to God cave tell just- me
0: about it I wasn't allowed to eat until I had the whole thing memorized <laughs> I went two days without food okay. I was freaking starving yeah I, okay. I don't go- know what
1: discipleship program you were part of but I,
0: I was at it was it was like a evangelism boot camp oh out in the middle gosh. of the woods it, it was a little culty but it was awesome there so anyways go. it was okay. good for me
1: uh, so anywho we uh, we did. We memorized Steps to Peace with God. I think it just made the gospel a little bit more simple. Yeah. And that's what Billy Graham did, though. He took the gospel and he broke it down just so that everybody could understand it in the simplest form. Yeah. I think that was the genius of Billy Graham.
0: It, well, it's the genius of God and how awesome God is. Yeah. Um, because, you know, wait, what? Oh, thank you, Tim uh, Tebow. Oh,
1: <laughs> even Tim Tebow's know, way in awesome <laughs> Yes, Tim, here. of course.
0: <laughs> so that but you know this is why God made the gospel that easy that that for God so loved the world God yeah. loved you so much that yep. he gave his son Jesus yep. and whoever believes in him will not perish and have eternal life yep. that's the gospel yep. that, I mean it's that easy we, we, that we make easy. it so complex and um the the cool part about the gospel is is it can be so deep you can drown in it yeah. But it's so shallow that the the, the the smallest of child can can wait can in it wait, as well. Wait, and that's yeah. the beauty of the gospel. Yeah. So the steps of peace with God, that you know, an incredible uh, tool to share Christ yeah. with. Yeah. To this day even. I and, you encourage
1: know. you, man, memorize that track. You'll memorize the Roman road. By memorizing that track, you'll—it's a—it's just a good step one, step two, step three when you're talking to people about your faith.
0: Yeah, the, the truth truth of the matter is, I find in uh, 2018 the average Christian doesn't know how to lead someone to Christ.
1: Is it? it you're absolutely right.
0: And um, we we and I'm a pastor, and that's my fault. I'm a church leader. Yeah, do absolutely. you know what I mean? And um, that's our fault, the church leaders, not not Correct. the Christians' fault. Um, it's ours, and we haven't implemented training into the church anymore. We we teach, right? Yeah. Every I, I love Beth Moore. I love all the women's Bible studies. But listen, um, if we would just take some time to train and apply the Bible, I think most Christians have learned enough about the Bible. Yeah. I know yeah. our women's ministry has gone backwards and forwards through the whole Bible, and those <laughs> women know the Bible. They know it. And some of them are using it, but I, I think a lot of times we... <laughs> We, we just take in knowledge. Yeah. And there's no training. So, and that's on me. So that's really something. As a church leader, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, how do we train people better to use their their faith? Yeah. You know what I mean? Become
1: a consumer. Yeah. How do
0: we train someone to share their faith? Because that's you know your faith will come alive when you start sharing it. Exactly. That's that's the cool part. So, I remember, um, you know, with Billy Graham. I had someone tell me that they said, I think you have the spiritual gift of evangelism, Sean. And I was like, really? Well, what do you, what do you mean? And um, I remember I was part of a band and we um, we were a punk band and we played at this, you know, we played every weekend and I was interning at this church and I came in on Monday morning and the associate pastor, I'll never forget him, his name is David Cherney. He said, he goes, hey, how was your weekend? I said, oh, it was good he goes did you guys play some shows this weekend i said yeah yeah we played a skate demo on uh saturday night and it was great you know a couple thousand kids were there and i got up and um you know we played music and they skateboarded and then i i shared the gospel with them and yeah it's like 30 40 kids came forward and got saved it was really cool and he goes hey hold, hold on he goes that's a big deal and i was like
2: well yeah you
0: know that's what happens that's he just goes, what we
1: do man yeah yeah and he was like
0: <laughs> does that happen to you a lot and i go most of the time when I get up and do that, that's how it works, right?
1: Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs>
0: and he was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works for everyone. He goes, we're all called to share our faith. He goes, some people though, God's given a gift of evangelism. He goes, I think you might be an evangelist. And I was like, really? You know, so he kind of explained to me, and I said, well, who's an evangelist that I could like read about and figure out who it is. And he says, Oh, Billy Graham. And I had just been to Costco and Costco was selling his book, just as I am. Yeah, yeah. So for lunch, cool. I went and got a hot dog at Costco, buck 50, <laughs> 20 years ago, it was a buck 50, still is. And you is. borrowed
1: the book from Costco and read it and put it back? <laughs> no. Is that what you did? No, I ended up buying the book <laughs> oh, and
0: man. I read the book and I, I literally, he became my hero from about page 10. I was like, this guy is for real. Who, who's picking up the mantle for Billy Graham? Who, who's got it? It's not his son. No, no. Uh, well, and its I, I think it's going to be different. I think it's not going to be an American. Huh. I think it's going to be an Asian or um, an African yeah. or, or um, even someone uh, Spanish-speaking or Latino. Sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be a white guy. Um, really, Christianity for white people is on the decline.
1: Yeah, yeah. If
0: we're really honest. True. We're becoming more and more secular. Uh, our cultures, uh, Western Europe, now America is really forsaking God and we're seeing it happen. I mean, before our very eyes and everyone's wondering why is everything going crazy right now in the news? Well, (laughs) duh.
1: Welcome to the reality without God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I I think the next great evangelist on this planet though, will probably be from Asia, either Uh, India or China. That's that's my guess.
1: You know, it's interesting, uh, Luis Bilal, Luis Bilal, uh, he was a, I mean, he was a product of Billy Graham. Oh, yeah. Billy Graham told him, you know, I don't need to come to South America anymore. You got this. He was
0: Billy's translator. Yeah. And if you have a good translator, if you've ever had to speak publicly with a translator, right. Like, if they do word-for-word translation of what you're saying, they're terrible exactly. and the crowd is bored. Right. So Billy would say something and then Luis would be like, <laughs> I can't speak Spanish. Jesus Cristo. Eh, la- he-, he was preaching <laughs> and Billy realized I don't need to be preaching. This guy should be preaching. Right, right. And he set uh, Luis up to do that. Now, Luis has stage four lung cancer. I know. So so, uh, apart from a miracle, he's going to go hang out with Billy soon and and meet the Lord. So we
1: could lose two great evangelists here in North America. Pretty quick. 2018. Central America. I mean, outside of a miracle. Yeah.
0: That's really probably the the reality of it is both Uh, of those guys. um, Incredible impact. But hey, uh, we're coming up on a break. This is Redefine Defiance. We'll be back in a moment. Brought to you by Great Harvest Farms and Clovis Hills. We out. Neither
2: of us seems to care, and that's why I love you so
1: oh oh. Shut your mouth, girl. No one has to know. And time seems to drip like darling. And neither of us has a place to be so for once and forever. Tell me all, oh, tell me.
0: Hey, man. Oh, man. hey, welcome back to redefine defiance brought to you by Gray harvest farms and clovis hills community church and uh man having a great episode talking about billy graham yeah i'll man. be honest like we haven't laughed much because when i heard my, my wife told me i was just sitting at the coffee table yeah. doing my quiet time it was early in the morning and she walked away, and I totally cried. I teared up. Yeah.
1: Thinking about what he meant to me and just right. what a hero
0: he was to me.
1: And, and we all knew it was coming soon because he was getting up there in age, you know? But, yeah. But uh, when it finally happened, it just kind of sunk in, you know? And you do. You get you get a little teary-eyed. Yeah. And, you know, my, my hope is that
0: I could leave a fraction a sliver of the impact that he left And I could be yeah. a fraction of the man that he was Yeah,
1: he was the, just a great man
0: Yeah, as far as character and integrity And just uh, keeping the main thing The main thing He stayed in his lane right. He never like got political He never you know, got
1: caught up in all the wealth yeah. All the fame He just was who he was And Yeah, and, and served presidents on both sides of the aisle Yeah, yeah, loved just, them equally do, Yeah, just showing you that it, It's not about all that stuff yeah. So. So, and
0: we, we rag on Franklin Graham a lot because he's got his head so far up Trump's rear end if yeah, exactly Trump moves has. too quickly, he's going to break his neck. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, gosh, he was chastising Obama for eight years. Right. But Billy was different. Billy was different. He was different, where he uh, would love Barack and uh, and Donald. Yeah, I think, like sons. Either, I think either way,
1: Billy Graham is the one who coined the phrase "I'm for the whole bird." Yeah, he goes, "I'm one not left wing I'm not right
0: wing. I'm for the whole bird." That is a direct quote from that,
1: that's Billy, a Graham. Billy Graham right there. I, I'm
0: gonna be honest. I try and live by that. Now I know we're on AM radio, and I, if I'm honest, I I'm, I'm probably lean a little more right than left. But yeah. I really I, I try and just be about the gospel. To be right, honest, right. It, it, as far as we go, um, nice. the gospel, and you know. Do I hate California politics? You bet I do.
1: <laughs> Who among us do scouts? I have opinions? You bet I do. I, I, I really try to keep it myself,
0: but I do have a big mouth. so yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, You know, speaking, so speaking of just being legendary and the impact he had, I don't know if out there you guys realize he had a close relationship with Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. And he, yeah. you know, during the civil rights movement where the country was divided, not only the country was divided by race, but there were so many white clergy who were turning their backs on Martin Luther King. Uh, yeah, they're they
0: just remaining silent. Yeah, yeah. In the in the in the protest.
1: Right, and you know if you ever read, and if you haven't, it's worth the read. You know, his famous letters from the Birmingham Jail. Oh yeah, Dr. King's letters. Dr. King's, yeah. Um, I, if you haven't read it, it's very worth it. But that's that's part of his criticism in those letters is the white clergy being yeah. silent during such a time as this. And it was uh, it was right afterwards that he stood up and said, except for you know Billy Graham, it has stood with me. Yeah. And, uh,
0: well, and Billy started as a segregationist. Yeah. Actually, he he only had white audiences and he made a point he, he turned on a dime and said no this is wrong we're going to integrate our audience and he got a ton of flack for that he says i don't care because you know the here's the deal with preachers we we you know i've changed my mind over the years as i've gotten wiser and realized some things i thought were really important were wrong right Right? right
1: or things that were so black and white, maybe have a little gray. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly,
0: exactly. And th- this is what happened to Billy Graham. And I don't even know if he was like dead set on segregation. Yeah, it was yeah. probably more that's just how it worked right. back then. That's, and he was working yeah. the machine. But at a certain point, he decided, no, I'm going to rage against the machine. I'm going to yeah. go the opposite direction. I think the gospel is for all people, so therefore all people should be able to come and sit in and here. And
1: this is very cool right here. Uh, and again. Not known because Billy Graham doesn't go around talking about it, of course. But uh, there, once upon a time, as Martin Luther King was sitting in jail, Billy Graham actually bailed him out. Really? Yeah. Wow. Paid the bail amount to get him out of jail. It wasn't the Birmingham jail, but it was one of the times he was arrested. Billy Graham King. What and, was uh, it like? A wild night in Vegas? Yeah. Or?
0: Something, you know,
1: <laughs> in Tennessee, maybe. I don't I, know. I, I well, Actually, we
0: have um, audio of them coming out of the jail and how they um, really you know just embrace each other.
1: <laughs> that is the vintage archive. Uh, You're welcome. Yes, that is. That was them right there. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King said quote: had it not been for the ministry of my good friend Dr. Billy Graham, my work in the civil rights movement would not have been as successful as it has been. Wow! So uh, they were, they were, they were uh, friends. They were colleagues. You know, Martin Luther King was focused on the civil rights, um, but both were in the struggle. You know. Was, yeah, and
0: see, here, here's the thing. Um, so for many people, their values are rooted on. Um, Different worldly philosophies. Like, so if you root your values just on um, a right-wing Republican philosophy, um, and I'm not saying it's all evil, but but here's what I want you to know: you, you will root yourself in the wrong thing. That's sinking sand. Um, as, as a matter of right. fact, um, your your life will end badly. To be honest. Yeah. You will li- you will live your life at the end and have deep regret, or vice versa. Yeah. If you if you root your life and your philosophy and your values and everything on
1: a left wing political agenda, right, you you will end your life regretting Jesus, a lot. Jesus said something about that about building your home on you know. It's sand. It's sinking
0: sand. sand. It's exactly. And that. The, the truth of the matter is, guys like um, Billy Graham, their life was rooted on theology. On, on, the, on the rock of Jesus Christ. And they weren't perfect men, and Billy Graham wasn't perfect, and God knows Martin Luther King wasn't perfect. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had an uh, extramarital yeah, affair, yeah. and he had some some issues, but but here's the thing. In the end, their true north, their anchor, the thing that they determined right and wrong from, came from God's word. Right. And you can, you know, being a right winger, a left winger, or wh- wherever you find your values, you may find them from within, or wherever it is, um, all of that is sinking sand though because in the end if you are not rooted in who your creator is God and the one who came to save you Jesus Christ and your values aren't shaped by them you'll go left and right you'll you'll you'll, you'll sink
1: yeah is the truth of the yeah. matter you'll wander and aimlessly.
0: Uh, yeah so so that that's one of the things I really loved about Billy is that he was literally rooted Everything he operated out
1: of came from the gospel. So yeah, on that, here's a great quote from Billy Graham. He says, quote, being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous con- uh, conversion. It is a daily process whereby you grow to be
0: more and more like Christ. Yeah. It's not, it's not just about coming forward at the Billy Graham crusade yeah. and saying, I accept Jesus. That gets you to heaven. That's yeah. the good news. Yeah, yeah. That gets you to heaven. But now God's left you here on the planet to follow him. It's, it's, and be more like him. Yeah, and to be more like him and to do his will now. You have a yeah. purpose in your life now. Before you were living your life for yourself, but now when you realize that Christ is your life, like now you have something that, a, a purpose in life. You have right. a mission now that God's given you. Right. And and it's part of an everyday thing. Um, I love what Eugene Peterson says, that the the, the Christian life is a long walk in the same direction it's a long obedience, obedience in the same yeah. direction
1: yeah
0: and you know we may get off the road left or right every now and then but if that road is the gospel and and and, and it's God and his purposes for your life and not you and your purpose for your life yeah. um, you you'll end your life without regret is the yeah. truth of the matter so um, we are we are coming up on break and in the next segment, I, we're actually going to hear from Reverend Billy Graham, not yes. back from the dead or anything like that. <laughs> um, but I, I have a short uh, clip of, of him preaching that I just think is really powerful, and I right. think it would be good for us to listen to and kind of, uh, y- you know, do the last segment on. So this is Redefine Defiance. It's brought to you by Great Harvest Farms, Clovis Hills Community Church, and this is the Billy Graham episode, and we will be back in a moment. Uh, you got anything else to say? Because I got 30 seconds.
1: I got a quote. Let's finish with this quote right here. Okay, do it. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. Boom, that's Billy Graham.
0: This is Redefined Defiance with Pastor Sean and Pastor Scott, brought to you by Great Harvest Farms, Clovis Hills Community Church. This has been the Billy Graham Tribute episode. And um, just kind of remembering the man and the impact he left on um, the world today. And did you ever see Billy Graham preach? Uh, not live. Oh, okay, I saw him twice. Oh wow. I have a great story. So I saw him in San Diego. Preach at the uh, Qualcomm, which was uh-huh. great. Seventy thousand yeah, yeah. people. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but then my I didn't live in Fresno. I lived in San Diego at the time. My in-laws lived up here in Fresno, and I got word that he was going to come do a crusade here at Bulldog Stadium. Uh-huh. So I, if you guys don't know, it, in my past I worked in the entertainment business. I was a musician, you know, and touring music, musician. And then um, on the on the side I worked in television. Right. I, I worked as a c- camera mostly. Camera and grip, which is sound, for um, a lot of the major news agencies. Did did a lot of freelance right. for CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox, uh, you name it. Okay, all, all the sports ones too. And so I kind of know how that industry works, and so. I was dead set. I was going to meet Billy Graham. <laughs> it's been my hero my whole life. Yeah. I was going to figure it out. And here, I'm going to let you guys in. Um, and I, I've, been, I've kind of been out of the game for a long time now. So I don't know if it fully works like this anymore in a post 9 11 world. But back in the day, um, there is no such thing as an official press pass. I'm just letting you know you made your own press pass every news agency just they would print one you put it around your neck and you just go and you show it to whoever security was at the event and be like i'm with the press and they They let you in they're not
1: stopping you looking for details or checking no No, they just let you
2: in
0: (laughs) so i totally just made up my own press pass and drove up to fresno and was hanging out backstage at the billy graham crusade Uh, like yeah and the bummer is is uh by then billy was really old it was like Gosh, he was way up there by the time the President Crusade went down. The last last. one. Yeah. Yeah, That was one of his last ones. It was like weekend at Bernie's. I mean, they barely got him to the stage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead serious. Uh, He got up and preached. He he was so slow. He could barely talk. Still anointed, though. Right. But that was the incredible part. Exactly. Like, not the most exciting sermon ever. And you're still moved and people still came to Christ. And it was powerful. But I was dead set. So I hung out backstage and was ready to meet him. And um, in the end, they, his driver, a driver with a bunch of cops pulled up, pulled him out of the car, walked him on the stage, walked him off. I never got to meet him. So uh, I did have so my own press pass that I printed on my HP computer
1: at home, So <laughs> and laminated it. Correct, work. You know, you know. We'll Break the rules, you know, the path of the wicked is, what? Yeah, I guess.
0: There's no rules, though. That's the thing.
1: When it comes to press, like, it's kind of oh, like oh, a little-known secret that there's no rules, really. Where can we try that app to see if it still works? Where can we go? The I, next Charger game, when the NFL comes around.
0: Yeah. Actually, we should. We
1: should <laughs> totally do it.
0: Bulldog sports come up with some weird. You, you know. just redefine the We're considered part of the media. Turn we're on the radio. Road. We're there press. Is. This, this is what I'm talking about, people. It's that easy to make a press pass. <laughs> And, you know, you can, you know, you never know what you can get away with on, on things. I got backstage. I walked into Ozzy Osbourne's dressing room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was he off He
0: was not there, unfortunately. Tommy Lee was in there, though, which oh, was interesting.
1: Wow. Yeah. And wow. I was kind
0: of nervous, so I just walked in, grabbed the soda, walked out. But I was like, oh, my gosh. I just walked in there. And so he was like... It like- off the bat's head or anything. No. You know, like he, that, man. He's kind of weak in it, Bernie's too. <laughs> he's super old as well. Oh, yes. So, yes. you know. But anyways, that's, that's another story another episode. Billy Graham, though. Um, gosh, if you think of, like, this last week since his passing, all of the different um, famous spiritual leaders out there yeah. that have talked about him yeah. and what he meant to them, even some of the presidents, uh, Bill Clinton, yeah. Uh, George W. Bush, yeah. uh, you know, Barack Obama. Um, I don't know if uh,
1: – is Jimmy Carter still alive? Jimmy Carter still alive, Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Oh, the is, old Peter Farmer still alive. He's still alive.
0: Yes, Holy yes. cow.
1: Ford is still alive. What? Yes. Seriously. We need to have a presidential death pool. Who's going <laughs> to go first? <laughs> Bill because that dude is still as wild as could be. Oh, good old Bill. No way, Bill. Old Bill. Yeah, Bill's in good shape though. You can tell. <laughs> He's in good shape.
0: Now, uh, I, I would assume Ford or Carter's got to go next. You would but, think so. But even those guys, I, I don't know what they've said about uh, Billy Graham recently. I don't know if they're really even commenting in the public. It'll be anymore.
1: It'll be interesting at in his funeral.
0: Yeah, who's gonna, gonna, gonna be at Billy, Billy Graham's funeral? Dinner.
1: It's gonna be a. I mean, it is gonna be a high. Dignitary. I mean, it's gonna be impressive.
0: Yeah, it should. It should be um, a incredible, um, like a president dying. Um, I yeah. saw his um, on Twitter, Franklin Franklin Graham, who we rag on a lot, but you know, probably should give him some grace right now. His dad passed away, and he posted a beautiful picture though of his father's casket, and it's uh, it was made by. Uh, I guess uh, Christian prisoners from the African prison, and it's just made of plywood, but it's beautiful. And It's laminated and all that. know, um,
1: when I take it back, General Ford's not alive. Uh, when I said it, I was like, "You I don't him. think that's right. I don't <laughs> think that's right. <laughs> I didn't think General Ford was alive. It just alive, came man. out of my right mouth, but it's not. He died in 2006. So yeah. if he is talking. He might be talking to Billy Graham right now. Right? Yeah, who
0: knows? I don't. I don't know his uh, spiritual exactly. state. Exactly. But um, I do. I do know this. Um, that, if, if you get a chance, get on, get on the internet and look up Billy Graham's casket, because it, it is actually really cool, it's really simple, it's really beautiful, and right now it's um, kind of placed under light, and there's an old uh, plywood pulpit standing in front of it, and uh, Franklin said the family, you know, decided that because his dad spent most of his life behind a pulpit, he might as well spend his uh, last remaining days above ground. Uh, behind the pulpit too so kind of kind of a symbolic gesture I, I thought that was beautiful
1: yeah.
0: I thought I thought it was beautiful and um, you know Franklin we know you listen to our show yeah. um, <laughs> you know, you're a really big fan I um, mu- as much as we've ragged on you our thoughts go out to you because your dad was one of the great ones yeah and um, you know God bless you and your family the grand family is royalty to me yeah uh, if that so if that makes sense.
1: So, And he's home now with his wife. She died several years ago. And it's, it's yeah, it's just a great yeah. coming. So, hey, I want to
0: play you. It's just a clip of uh, Billy Graham and him speaking. We're just going to end the show with that. I want you to listen to it. It's about two and a half minutes long. It's cur- courtesy of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. This is Redefined Defiance brought to you by uh, Great Harvest Farms and Clovis Hills Community Church. And God
2: bless you guys. We love you. But if you surrender to Christ, he'll give you the power. You say, well, Billy, I don't know what else to do. I've been baptized, I joined the church and so forth, but I don't really have peace and joy and power in my life, all that you're talking about. how do I get it? Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person that ever lived has to make the same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and it's God's or it's Christ. Which is it for you? Who are you choosing? Who are you voting for? Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh yes, there's pleasure in sin for a short time, but it's soon over. The hangover comes and there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be there. Choose Christ and there'll never be a hangover except joy and peace. And it's an urgent decision because to delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision in itself is a choice. Not to decide is to decide not to. If you have a ticket for a flight to Atlanta tonight and can't decide whether to go or not, if you wait past the departure time, the choice will have been made. The plane will take off without you. Decisions are made whether we make them or not. Time decides if you will not. And time always decides against you. There's a lonely arena in the depths of your heart where the greatest battle of life must be fought alone. That's your decision about Christ. Your parents can't make it for you. The church can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself. And you must decide tonight. There are hundreds of people here tonight that have to decide tonight. And your decision tonight, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. If you're not sure that you're ready to meet God, If you're not sure you're going to heaven and you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, you come and make sure tonight. I believe that none of you are here by accident tonight. I believe that you're here on this particular night because this is the night that you are to meet God in a new way and receive him into your heart.
0: Thanks for listening to Redefine Defiance, brought to you by Great Harvest Farms and Clovis Hills Community Church. Check us out next week as our two favorite dorks, Redefine Defiance.